Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. I'm your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Great to be with you today. And uh, I, you probably heard that. <laughs> you probably heard that little um, um, elevated volume there to uh, quiet things around my studio. <laughs> and I forget that when I'm counting down to come to you, you can't see me yet, but you can hear me. So, so forgive me if I, I sort of uh, hit your ears with a very high and unexpected decibel there. Uh, look, uh, today is a very special day because today at 12 noon Eastern time, I have as my guest on the National Awakening Coalition conference call, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson of North Carolina. And he is an up and comer. I really believe God is using this man mightily. You know, they're all upset with him because he calls some of the curriculum that is being taught in our public schools to school age children, including preschool and kindergarten children. He called it filth. Oh, and the heads of liberals just exploded. Oh my, yeah, he called, he said it was filth. It is filth. It's nasty. It's depraved. It is filth. But they're so unaccustomed to politicians just telling it like it is. We have to come up with some euphemism that makes the homosexual and the and the transgender LGBTQZ, AB, FZ, as uh, apparently Dave Chappelle calls them, the alphabet people happy. Well, we're not bowing to them. And we're not we're not dancing to their tune. And they don't get to tell us what vocabulary we can use. We we'll start messing with our children. It's filthy. And somebody needs to call it out. So our guest today is somebody who's called it out, folks. And God bless him for it. So that's number one. You can go to standamerica.us, the website, standamerica.us, and just click on NAC or National Awakening Coalition Conference Call, and you will get the number to call in there. It's 12 noon Eastern time today. I'm very excited about that. About that. He's going to talk for 10, 15 minutes or so, and then he's going to open it up for questions so that you can talk to him. So that's num that's numero uno. Um, what else was I? Oh, what else was I going to get to? I think that was that the only thing. I think that was actually the only thing I needed to talk to you about. Uh, there's some other announcements that I want to make, but I think that's that's the only thing I wanted to to really get out there for today. Um, okay. At any rate, I think that's it. I, I, I ought to make some notes to myself, but I think that's it. What I want to get open up with today is something I just learned last night. You probably have heard this, but if you haven't, are you ready? Hold on to your seat. Loudoun County School Board has implemented a policy that says if you, the parent, want to view the curriculum that is going to be taught to your child or certain aspects of it, you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement agreeing not to reveal what you've read. Or as they put it, not to broadcast it. You believe that? Folks, that's true. I've, I, I have verified it. It is true. I, in fact, I've got the form in front of me, the non-disclosure form that they make you sign before you can look at the curriculum that your child is going to be taught. So look, the first question this raises is, what's the secret? 
what, what is, what are you hiding? What, what is it that you don't want people to know about? You don't mind broadcasting it to the students you're going to teach it to, but you don't want the parents to know you're going to teach it. You don't want others to know you're going to teach it. The Bible says, we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, whereby we lie in, whereby men lie in wait to deceive. See, things are hidden because people are being dishonest and they're being deceptive and they don't want others to know. I'll tell you something. I, I am categorically against lying. And I believe that every human being, particularly every Christian, ought to keep your word when you give it. But let me make one exception here. It may be the first one I've ever made that I can recall. I think there are some others, by the way, that I've kind of thought about. I think in the world of diplomacy, in the world of war, deceiving people can have, can have its virtues, okay? It can save lives. It can, so I realize that, that there are circumstances in which, not, not in interpersonal relationships so much, but, but in more cosmic circumstances where you're dealing with forces of evil, where misleading and deception can be helpful because anything that leads to the defeat of the enemy, of course, can be helpful. Just like um, Eisenhower misled the Germans as to where the landing was going to occur. Um, and he had them thinking it was going to happen somewhere else. That, that was a deception, but it was a virtuous deception. So just to, I don't want to get off into that whole ethical conundrum, but, but this may be another one of those exceptions. And in my view, it is. Because if I were a parent with children in allowed in public schools, I would march down there, sign the disclosure agreement, and broadcast everything I find out. What are they going to do? Put you in jail? What are they going to do? Fine you? Arrest you? I mean, first of all, th this is where... People are so divorced from the constitutional republic that is the United States of America that they don't know which way is up. The school, the public school system is an open system. It belongs to the taxpayers of the United States of America. The parents, or the, and of that local community, of course, the parents who send their children into that system uh, should have access to everything that is public, of course. I'm not talking about the private records of particular students, but should have access to everything that system seeks to do. It is called, quote, unquote, public. That's what they call it, right? Public schools. We know they're really government schools. Now they're really government indoctrination camps or anything else. But parents have a right to know anything that they are doing that is going to affect their children or that is being taught to their children. And there shouldn't be any restriction, but more importantly, the school board, in my view, is transgressing the Constitution of the United States by putting an, a, a requirement on parents that they sign a disclosure agreement before being able to view the curriculum that is being taught their children. That, that, that to me, 
You say, well, on on what basis would you say that that's unconstitutional? First of all, it's a violation of your First Amendment rights. What they're doing is they're saying, you give up your First Amendment right in order to see the curriculum that is being taught to your child. You've got to be crazy to do that, to think that, to think you can do that. I am now muzzled. My First Amendment rights are now suspended by whom? By the school board who told me I can't, I'm not allowed to talk about what I see based upon the curriculum they're going to teach not only my child, but all children. Folks, that is constitutional heresy. It defies the definition of what, quote unquote, a public school is supposed to be. Public. I would march right down there and sign that thing. And then when I signed it and got all the information I needed, I would make a spectacle and take that thing and rip it up and say this was invalid when I signed it. And and I only signed it because they forced me to sign it in order to to see the curriculum my child is being taught. And now this is what I think of this non-disclosure agreement. Rip, rip, (laughs) rip. And tell everything I learned, every sick disgusting thing they want to teach our children, I would broadcast it from the rooftops. That's what Jesus said, right? What is done in secret will be revealed from the housetops. So any of you parents from Loudoun County or any place else listening to me, if you've ever faced that where you've been told in order to see your child's curriculum, you've got to sign a non-disclosure agreement I'm telling you that is legally and constitutionally invalid. And if I were in your place, I'd sign it, look at what I want to look at, and then rip it up in their faces and tell everything I learned. So you didn't keep your word. Well, I don't have to keep my word to people who are, who are forcing me to give up my rights in order to have access to something which I already have a right to have access to anyway. So that's what I had to do to see it. Then I did it, but I could care less. As far as I'm concerned, the request wasn't valid and the signing of the disclosure agreement wasn't valid because it was done under duress and my constitutional rights supersede that. Now, so what are they going to do? Put you in jail? Oh, you went and saw your child's curriculum and you, you got online and you had a meeting and you, you got on television, whatever, and you, you broadcast it. Oh, we, we're going to, uh, uh, have we gone that far? What are you going to do? Have the Loudoun police come get you now? I, you know, I, I, I want to think, I want to believe that there's not a police officer in America who have given such an order. I want, we want you to go arrest this parent because this parent looked at the curriculum and then broadcast it and they signed a non-disclosure agreement. They violated our policy. We, you go arrest this parent and put that parent in jail and we're going to prosecute that parent for disclosure of information that that parent signed a non-disclosure agreement that they, wouldn't, that they would not reveal, that they would not broadcast. I would like to think that there's not a police officer in America who would obey such an order but would look at them and say, have you lost your mind? I've got children. I want to know what the curriculum in my child's school is. You make me sign a non-disclosure agreement that you want to arrest me for telling people what I saw. 
I'm not arresting a parent. That's, you, you, that's unconstitutional. It's illegal. It's wrong. I wouldn't participate in, in, in a monstrous act like that. And by the way, you law enforcement officers who watch me, it's going to come down to that. Some law enforcement officers are now refusing to get the shot. And I think it's going to come down to some law enforcement officers saying no. It may look, folks, it may come down to some military officers saying saying no. When some of these leftists decide they're going to try to sick the military on the American people because they don't like the position we're taking on something or because we're a bunch of right-wing crazies and we're a bunch of white extremists and white supremacists and all that nonsense. I didn't see the um, uh, Condoleezza Rice on The View, but apparently she gave them some what for when she told them, um, I don't want anybody telling a seven-year-old or telling any human being for that matter, no matter what their age, that there's something wrong with them and they need to feel guilty and condemned because of the color of their skin. And telling children that because of what somebody did 150 years ago, 100 years ago, or whatever, that they, they, need, they need to repent and they need to feel guilty and they need to feel remorse. No, they don't. No, they don't. Uh, you know, th- th- these people, what they're trying to do is conjure up hatred and bitterness and division and anger. You know, uh, can you understand this? I don't feel any anger over slavery. Why should I? I was never a slave. Now, you can watch a movie or something and watch something and, and kind of get emotionally caught up. Oh, that's bad. That's terrible. But that's not happening. It happened to me. But they want to, 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 to bring whatever bitterness, anger, hatred they can conjure up from the past. They want to bring that and deposit that in our children. and set them at odds and set them looking at each other based on the color of their skin and imbuing some seven-year-old with all the, 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 the hatred and anger and, 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 and frustration and, and desire for vengeance that he would have against, as an adult, against the meanest slave master that ever walked the face of the earth. They want the black child, the Hispanic child, whatever, they want that child to look at that white child and hate that child as if that child is the incarnation of, come up with it, Simon Legree. You know, in Uncle Tom's cabin, Simon Legree, the mean, nasty slave master. I mean, you know, here again, folks, some of this stuff borders on, on mental illness. It really does. It's a, a kind of, well, racial obsession syndrome. And then to tell you as a parent, you don't have any right to know what we're teaching your children. And so we're going to let you, we're going to allow you to see it. But you sign this non-disclosure agreement first. And then don't you dare broadcast what you saw. It's a secret. You know, folks, I am not being hyperbolic. I, I am not trying to dramatize the point. That sounds like communism to me. If 
probably though in communism, they wouldn't even make you. You wouldn't even have to sign the non-disclosure agreement. They just tell you, don't you say anything about what you saw. We'll, we'll arrest you. We'll kill you. We'll, we'll put you in jail. So they're making it more formal, making you sign a non-disclosure agreement. But anytime you sign a non-disclosure agreement, you know, in private arrangements, signing a non-disclosure agreement that you then break subjects you to civil liability. But since this is a governmental matter, what is it? What are they going to, what do they think they're going to subject you to criminal liability? I mean, you are signing a non-disclosure agreement for a government entity. So when you break that, what happens? I think the implication is that something bad is going to happen to you if you break it. That's why they make you sign it, to intimidate you into believing that. Folks, that's, that's, that, this stuff is evil. It's just plain evil. And, and here again, I, let, let me just say, for the record, Wherever this is heard, far and wide, oh, that, that's, I just remembered the thing I needed to mention in addition to Mark, uh, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson being on my call today at 12 noon Eastern time. We have an election coming up one week from today. One week from today, we will be concluding, presumably, concluding the election for Lieutenant Governor, for Governor, Lieutenant Governor, and Attorney General, and some state delegate races as well. I want to urge each and every one of you in Virginia to vote number one. I want to urge every Christian, regardless of your background, regardless of your skin color, regardless of your pedigree, regardless of your profession, I want to urge every Christian to vote your Christian values. The Bible does not give government the authority to transgress the parent and teach the child what the parent objects to. The Bible says, the parents, these words you shall teach diligently to your children. The first educator of a child is its parent, and the final authority for the education of that child is the parent, not the government. I urge you to go out and vote for people who believe that and not to vote for people who believe that you're, 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 you as a parent are an irritant. Get out of the way. You're, you're like a, a fly in the ointment. Get, get out of the way so we experts can deal with your children and inculcate them and indoctrinate them and propagandize them so they come out to be the little autom Marxist automatons we want them to be, and little, and little sexual, con sexually confused people we want them to be. You, you parents, get out of the way. You, we, we, we've got this. You can't vote for people like that. You black Christians out there, you got to stop voting for these people. You, they hate you and they hate what you stand for. And the only reason why they, they placate you and pander to you is that they think you're going to do their bidding. But the moment they think you're going to stand with God rather with them, you're going to find out they hate your guts and they hate your faith and they hate Jesus and they hate the Bible. And you keep voting for them. My goodness gracious, what is it going to take? I mean, what do they have to do? Slap you and call you the dumb N-word? Because as far as I'm concerned, that's what they're doing. That's really what they're doing. They don't, they don't, they don't think you're intelligent enough to know what, 
what needs to happen with your own child. Do you know if they're going to tell parents in Loudoun County, Loudoun County is one of the wealthiest counties in America. I think the average salary in Loudoun County is about 145000 I know in Fairfax it is, but I think Loudoun's pretty close. I think three of the top, mo- the, the five wealthiest counties in America, three of them are in Northern Virginia. Fairfax and Loudoun County are two, and I think Prince William is the third, if I'm not mistaken. But if, you, if they're going to tell parents in Fairfax and Loudoun County, shut up. You don't have anything to do with this. Oh, you want to see our curriculum? Well, okay, but you signed this non-disclosure agreement. Are we going to seek the FBI on you? Because you all are a bunch of domestic terrorists because you dare come in here and object to what we're teaching your children like you have something to say about it. Now, if they say that to those folks, what do you think they're saying to black people in the inner cities of our country when they say, hey, I'd like school choice. I'd like to be able to send my child to a different school. I, I can tell you what they're, what they're thinking. They're thinking just like Lyndon Baines Johnson, who said, if we give them what we're planning to give them, meaning black folks, he said, those N-words will vote for us for the next 200 years. We just buy them off because they're too stupid to know what to do. Yeah, that's Lyndon Baines Johnson. Yeah. But you know what? That's also Joe Biden. That's also Kamala Harris. Oh, wait a minute. Kamala Harris is black. Oh, really? Is she? I thought she was, what, mixed Indian and something else. I don't, I don't see her doing anything to try to deal with crime in the black community, to try to deal with the poor education in the black community. Do you? In fact, what she's doing is helping bring a whole bunch of illegal immigrants into the country, and who are they going to compete with first? Latest entries into the workforce, people with the highest levels of unemployment, people with, with low levels, and, and the inner city is right with this, low levels of work skills. They're going to compete with them first. They're not going to go out and compete with, with some kid whose uh, parent is sending him to some exclusive private school. They're not going to compete with the kids who are, who are being sent to, I think it's the Jefferson School up in Fairfax County, prestigious public school. They're not going to, no, they're not going to be competing with those kids. They're going to be competing with kids in the inner city. Kids who are behind on math, behind on science, behind on literacy, on everything. Who are going to have a hard time getting a job because of the educational system that's ill-served them. That is, has passed them along without the benefit of getting a decent education because of a bunch of idiots who think that making a child pay attention and making a child learn its lesson and making a child do accurate, uh, give, give accurate solutions to math problems or conjugate your verbs properly and speak proper English or or learn science without all of the racially imbued nonsense they want to put on it to actually learn facts and information, to actually learn logical and scientific and mathematical analysis. That's white supremacy. Oh, well, yeah, we, you can't push that on black people. They can't. They can't handle that.
I mean, as far as I'm concerned, folks, and I hate to be this dramatic, but leftists under their political collective breath have been calling black people just like Lyndon Johnson did dumb N-words for a long time. And the more black people vote for them, the more committed they become to seeing black people that way. Now, I said it and I mean it because that's exactly the way they see it. I told you all, and some of you have heard this story before, when I got ready to go to Harvard Law School, I was graduating summa cum laude from the University of Massachusetts, Phi Beta Kappa. I mean, I was a top scholar. I went to my uh, uh, liberal white professors and said, hey, I want to go to Harvard Law School. And I wasn't going to apply only to Harvard Law School, but I wanted to get into Harvard Law School. That was my choice for where I wanted to go to college, wanted to go to law school. And they all said the same thing. Well, I wouldn't get my hopes up because, you know, kind of metaphorically patting you on the head. Black people don't do well on standardized tests because they're biased in favor of white people. They're culturally biased against black people. So I, I, and black people don't do well. In other words, I'm not an individual, right? I mean, I'm a straight A student. I'm graduating summa cum laude. I've gotten A's in every course I've taken. And, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, a, an individual, okay? I'm a black people. And black people don't do X, Y, Z. Black people don't do well on standardized tests. So lower your sights, black people, and don't try to shoot so high. Liberals, who would have been the first to stand up for social justice? They don't have any justice in mind. What they have is subjugation. Keeping people in a place of subsistence existence. And then you go out and vote for them? I mean that 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 would be like that would be like having an, an abolitionist running for for a mayor of a town you live in and having a slave master running for uh, for mayor and the fate of, of black folks depending upon who gets elected and the black people go out and vote for the slave master. Well, every time every time black folks do that, they confirm in the minds of these leftists that they are dumb because they keep electing us and we keep giving them poor education and we give them no public safety in their communities and we don't care what happens to their babies and we're aborting their babies by the millions and they keep voting for us. Well, just like Lyndon Johnson said. I I didn't mean to jump on that, but but folks, an election is coming up. 20% of the people in the Commonwealth of Virginia are black and they I am doing everything in my power to make sure that they do not go out and vote for Terry McAuliffe and this woman Ayala who won't reveal whether she's married or not and all that. I mean, they're they're busy talking about whether Winsome Sears will reveal whether she's been vaccinated. That's a private medical decision and it's nobody's business but hers. But this, you've got a woman running for lieutenant governor who won't even reveal whether she's married. Right, nobody knows her marital status. She won't reveal it. And you got an attorney general, Mark Herring, who's just as, I, I mean, 
he might as well be uh, Fidel Castro's cousin because he's a leftist through and through, a godless leftist. And Jason Miara is, is, a, is, is a Cuban American, an American whose ancestry comes from Cuba, and he knows what freedom means. He knows what it means to live under a totalitarian system. And you better believe, he, as Attorney General, he's going to fight for our freedoms and our rights. So I have endorsed Glenn Youngkin enthusiastically, Winsome Sears enthusiastically, Jason, Miar Jason Miars enthusiastically, and I am enthusiastically, uh, enthusiastically opposed to these three leftist, Marxist, socialist, communist, corrupt Democrats. And Terry McAuliffe is the paradigm of corruption. And they could care less about anybody. They care about their power. That's what they care about. You see how they're, they're rejoicing in all these people being laid off their jobs. They rejoice. They love it. They love it. They love it. Because it makes them feel powerful to see people laid off and they can't support their families. Yeah, that's what they get for defying us. That'll teach them. They don't care about people. That's a ruse. They care about power. And if people are pawns to help them get and keep it, fine. But if they're not, huh, they just as soon trample them into the dust. They just as soon see them die. They don't care about all these illegal immigrants being used and abused and raped and murdered and enslaved by these cartels. They don't care about that. They care about getting them across the border so that at some point they will be able to enhance their power by enhancing the number of people in a congressional district and ultimately by voting illegally or not. And vote for these people. Lord, forgive any Christian who would go cast a vote for Terry McAuliffe or, or this, this woman, Hala Ayala, or Mark Herring. Lord, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Voting for the abomination of abortion, the abomination of homosexuality and transgenderism being pushed on our kids in school, and the abomination of telling parents to, in effect, go to hell. Yeah, that's what they're telling parents. I don't mean that vulgarly. But that's what, they're, that's what in, in effect, they're telling parents. Go to hell. You don't have anything to say about what happens to your child. We will determine that. Vote for these people. Because I tell you, most of those parents standing up and most of those people standing up are Christians. That's why I say, I don't mean that vulgarly. I mean, that's, that's what they're saying. We, we are in charge. And they don't, they don't even realize they're working for Satan. They don't even realize. I mean, they, I, I won't even get into all, uh, in, off into all that because they, they, they're too spiritually dense and ignorant to understand that they're working for God's eternal enemy, Satan, Lucifer. That's who they're working for. 
and telling people who are godly and saying, I don't want my child taught this. I don't want my child taught to hate somebody or look at somebody based on the color of their skin. I don't want my child taught that there's something other than male and female genders because that's the way God made us. And they're telling those parents, well, you know what? You can take all your little Bible knowledge. You can take all your little, your little God ideas, all your little faith ideas, and you can go to hell with them. That's exactly what they're saying. <clears throat> and, and they've got to be stopped. And we don't stop them with violence. We stop them at the ballot box. We stop them at the ballot box. That's where we stop them. Okay, well, look, I, I, I think, I, I think my point has been well made. And look, uh, for those of you who've been listening, I should have gotten this a long time ago, but if you want to help me, because we're advertising uh, in Norfolk, in these areas, Norfolk, which of course encompasses Virginia Beach, Newport News, Hampton, Suffolk, and Environs. <clears throat> we're advertising in the Richmond area, we're advertising in the Dan Danville area, and we're advertising in Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia is very expensive. Spots in Northern Virginia run $300 for any daytime spot during the week and $150 per spot for any weekend spot. So you take, it takes thousands of dollars for us to, to penetrate that market. But we're, we're, we've already put the order in. I don't think we've started in Northern Virginia yet, but we're already advertising in Norfolk. You know, some of you have heard spots because some of, uh, we've heard feedback from some people say I should have hit school choice harder in the spot on education. Well, you know, I, I, I think I've hit it pretty hard here today. Um, but if you want to help out, go to Stan Virginia Pack. It's like it sounds. Stand Virginia spelled out PAC.com. And you can make a contribution there. Um, you can also send a check. Look, if you send a check and go on the website, and you, if you are one of those people, I know you don't like to give online, you want to go on the website and, and communicate with us and tell us that the check is being set, uh, we can we can make an expenditure of those dollars as long as we know that money is coming in. But obviously, if you give online, the money is there almost immediately or within 24 hours. So we, we know we've got those funds in hand because we're, we're right. We're down to the wire and we want to take this next week and enhance all the buys that we're doing. Like I said, I, we're buying. We've already bought spots in these areas, but we're going to we want to enhance all the spots that we're doing. We want to do more. We want to do more in northern Virginia where it's extremely expensive. But we also want to do more in these other areas leading up to this election because Black folks and Hispanic folks and minority folks have got to understand, particularly if you're Christians, but even if you're not, that the Democrat Party is anathema to your interests, to the safety and well-being of your children, to their education, to, to, to the, the, the lives and population. Do you realize if it weren't for the Democrat Party, you know that the black population in America is probably twice what it is now? I'm not exaggerating. Think about it. 370 360 to 370,000 black babies aborted every year. 37% of all the abortions happen in the black community. Now you multiply that by 10. And what is that? 3.7 million people, 3.6 million people. You multiply that by, you multiply that 10 three times over the last 30, it's really, really been about 50 years since the abortion industry has really kicked into high gear 
and Margaret Sanger's vision of diminishing the black population through abortion has been going gangbusters. So you could really, you could multiply that by five. That's 15 million people. Now you add to that, actually it's more than 15 million people, it's closer to about 17, 18 million people, but you add to that the children and the grandchildren of those people had they been born rather than being aborted. And you've got at least twice the population of the black community that you have now. But Ma Margaret Sanger's, that was her, her vision. We're going to stop these black folks from populating. And you got these black politicians bought and paid for by Planned Parenthood who will run out there and sell that sell genocide of their own community, the people they claim to be so, oh, we're so committed to justice for black people, except we're going to kill their babies by the thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and by the millions. And please pat us on the back for that because we think we're doing such a great service. And you keep voting for these people. I mean, here again, folks, it's, it's just, it's, it's unconscionable. And Christians have got to stop. I've just got to stop. If you want to make a contribution to this effort in this, in this last week, go to StandVirginiaPAC.com, or you can mail a check to Stand Virginia PAC, P.O. Box 15003, Chesapeake, Virginia, 23328. And you can get that. That, um, that address is on the website, StandVirginiaPAC.com. There's no or for, for or to or anything. It's just stand. Virginia, spelled out Virginia, PAC.com. All right, well, let's get back to Philippians, shall we, in these last few minutes that we have. We do have a few minutes, and I want to I wanna cap this off because it's interesting. We come back to the Word of God. It always tends to, to buttress what I've talked about. Um, and he's talking to the Philippians here. I just talked about giving. He's talking to Philippians here about giving. He says, um, oh, wow, you know what? We're almost finished, too. We're almost finished with the book of Philippians. But he says to them, we already read verses 14. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now, you Philippians know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all in abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things which uh, the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And you know, I don't ever seek a gift. I really don't. I mean, I have to raise money for, for Stan, uh, and so in that sense, yeah, I do seek people who are interested in what I'm doing and, and want to support what I'm doing, obviously. So I have to do that. But I'm talking about a gift for me. This is what Paul is talking about. I, I, I'm not seeking anything for me, okay? I'm seeking something for the cause. What I'm holding up right here, this is a, a beautiful pen. Uh, if the person who gave it to me is watching right now, they'll know. Um, but the pen is a... It's a patriotic pen. You can see the flag and the eagle, my, my favorite symbol, the flag, my favorite symbol, um, for, uh, obviously for America. I mean, there are other symbols I love, too, with regard to Christianity. But 
with the flag. But look, it's made in the form of a, a, uh, of a bullet. It's made in the form of a round, a rifle round. This looks a little bit like a 223, you know, that goes into an AR-15. A little bit like it, but it's, it's longer, obviously. It's a pen. And this is the cocking mechanism right here. So when I want to use the pen, it's just like this is my slide. You know? <laughs> well, this was a gift. Now, this was a gift to me, not, not to my organization. Now, notice what Paul says. He says, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Whether people give to my organization or they do small things like this to me, for me, it's a sweet-smelling aroma. It's an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God, because I know that ultimately they're not just giving to me because I'm me. They're giving to me because of what I'm doing and because of the impact it has on their lives. And this is what Paul is saying here. He says, not that I seek the gift, but I seek fruit that abounds to your account. That's my motive. That's why I'm doing this. I want fruit to abound to your account. But he says, but what you've given me is a sweet smelling aroma, a sacrifice acceptable to God and well-pleasing to God. And then he says this, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, Folks, I'm going to get into something briefly here that a lot of people don't like getting into, but if the Bible teaches it, then I'm going to teach it. And here's what, here's what the Apostle Paul is saying. People take this verse out of context. God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. But in this particular context, he's saying, because you have shared what you have with me, because God has used you and you have made yourself available to him to be used by him, to supply my needs and the needs of my ministry. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. This goes back to, if, to Galatians chapter 6, be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, that shall he also reap. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, um, he that sows bountifully, shall reap bountifully. Um, Jesus said, give and it shall be given to you full measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Uh, he will cause men to give into your bosom. Look, we don't give to get, but there are promises of God with regard to giving and this is one of them. The motive for giving ought to be pure. It ought to be the motive, the ultimate motive for giving ought to be love, not manipulation, not uh, personal enrichment and self-aggrandizement. Not like Warren Buffett has said that he thinks by giving is he's going to buy his way into heaven. Now, we're already going to heaven if we're in Christ Jesus. Now, we give out of the goodness of our hearts, the impulse of God in us to love. But, but. God says when you give, you're not going to lose. You're not going to lose. 
you're going to gain. He said, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I believe that. You know, the single greatest financial decision my wife and I have ever made is giving. I, I'm serious, folks. I am, I am very, very serious about that. The single greatest financial decision we've ever made is giving. Giving beyond where we are financially. And when my accountant does my taxes, he said, man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm serious. Here. You, you, you know, you, you're giving away a lot. Because I believe this. I believe this. What our giving is a sweet smelling aroma and acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And God will supply all our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Don't forget that when you give. And hear him say, what I'm saying, don't, you, you can't, you can, don't manipulate God by giving. You can't, and, and, and if you think that way, something's wrong with you. Keep it. But know this, you'll never lose by giving. You'll never, ever lose by giving. It says, now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Then he gives salutation. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, but especially those who are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And that concludes the book of Philippians. We're going to start right in on Colossians. We're just going to keep going in these Pauline and pastoral epistles. They are rich. They're so full of spiritual meat. So God bless each and every one of you as we come to uh, the final days of our election campaign season here in Virginia for our constitutional office and our House of Delegates. I would just encourage you all just pray please for us here in Virginia. Pray that God will give us the victory we so desperately need. Give, do whatever you can to help us in the process. I know many of you have given to the candidates, and so have I, by the way, so have I. Uh, but we're doing something right now that we believe that the candidates can't do as effectively as we can, and certainly not with the target that we can, because if they do it, it could become controversial. When we do it, uh, nobody can say anything because I'm not a candidate. I'm just speaking to the black community, telling them what they really need to hear, not what they want to hear necessarily, or not what their politicians want them to hear, not what the school union wants them to hear, but what the Lord wants them to hear. I believe that with all my heart, what the Lord wants them to hear. And I believe we're going to see a great breakthrough. I really do. But we can't take it for granted. All hands on deck. No matter where you are in the country, I believe what happens in Virginia is going to set the stage for 2022. So don't feel, well, that's Virginia. I don't have anything to do with that. No, believe me. It, this, this could be the beginning of the wave that affects you directly in your local congressional election in 2022. And some of those elections are also going to be close, like this election here in Virginia is potentially very, very close. But if all the pieces fall into place, and I believe they are, I believe they are. You, me, our prayers, our giving, our work, Family Foundation Action has been out there knocking on doors. 
Other organizations have been doing likewise. These campaigns have been doing yeoman service. If all falls into place and, 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 and we prevent the Democrat Party from doing what they do so well, cheating, yeah, then they do cheat. They like to cheat. They believe in cheating because they believe in power. And you know, they don't care how they get it as long as they get it. I'd rather not have power than cheat my way to get it. But they don't think that way. They'd rather cheat to get it than not have it. I'd rather, if I can't get it honestly, if I can't have whatever God wants me to have in terms of political power, whatever, honestly, I don't want it. That's not the way they think. They think they're, they think they're, they're, they are a gift to us. And however they force the gift on us, we are better off to have it. And so if they have to cheat, lie, steal, do whatever in order to get in power for our good, mind you, they'll do it. So let us pray that we have the poll workers, the monitors, and the people in these uh, precincts to make sure that this election in Virginia is honest and above board. And when the outcome is determined, we can all say that outcome was arrived at honestly based upon the will of the people, not the cheating of the Democrat Party. I think that that's direct enough and it's the absolute God's honest truth. When, when power is your God, anything goes. And that's what the Democrat Party has become. It's become a party of godless power. God bless each and every one of you. I've got to go. I'm four minutes over my allotted time. But look, just pray and work. And like I said, if you can donate to us, I'd, I'd really appreciate that. Stand America pack. It's not, sorry about that, folks. Not Stand America. We do have a pack called Stand America, but that's not the one. StandVirginiaPack.com. God bless you. I better quit now. God bless you all. Remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side.